Hello and welcome to another edition of the Catholic Gateway Podcast Weekly News Update. I am your host, Gabe Jones. This is the week of April 23rd, 2018. So let's take a look at the news and events and what's happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. The St. Gianna Culture of Life Relay will take place on Saturday, April 28th. The St. Louis Life Runners are partnering with St. Gianna Catholic Church and St. Mary of Victories Church to present the race on the Feast of St. Gianna. The event will start with a prayer and foot relay beginning at 7 a.m. at St. Gianna Church in Wentzville and will finish at St. Mary of Victories Church in downtown St. Louis at approximately 5 p.m. Please contact stl.liferunners at gmail.com for information on participating in this event. There is also a need for volunteers to help with the prayer relay. And if you may be interested in helping out, please contact the two parishes, St. Gianna Catholic Church at 636-327-3639 or prolife.stgiannaparish at gmail.com or St. Mary of Victories Catholic Church at 314 314- 231-8101. Archbishop Carlson and Brother Emile of the Taizé community in Taizé, France, will lead an evening of trust at St. Louis University College Church in, in the St. Francis Xavier Ballroom. All are welcome to this event as prayer and discussion will take place as we continue to work together to heal divisions within our community. The event runs from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on May 3rd, 2018. Again, it's a Taizé Evening of Trust at St. Louis University College Church, May 3rd at 7 p.m. The Office of Natural Family Planning and the Office of Consecrated Life of the Archdiocese are holding an event to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Humana Vitae, as well as celebrate Theology of the Body and Napro Technology. This will take place at the Cardinal Regali Center on April 28th from 9 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. You can visit the website of the Archdiocese for more information. Most Reverend George Murray, S.J., Bishop of Youngstown, Ohio, and Chairman of the USCCB Ad Hoc Committee Against Racism, will deliver a special presentation on Wednesday, April 25th, entitled, The Church as a Consistent Voice to Eradicate Racism. Most Reverend Robert J. Carlson, Archbishop of St. Louis, will welcome Bishop Murray to St. Louis for this important talk, beginning at 7 p.m. at St. Francis Xavier College Church. Admission is free, and parking is available at the Laclede Parking Garage on the campus of St. Louis University. In August 2017, Bishop Murray was named the chairman of the newly established Ad Hoc Committee Against Racism for the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. He is one of only six African-American bishops to currently serve as ordinaries or heads of dioceses in the United States. The Archdiocese of St. Louis has been a leader in combating the sin of racism for generations. Notably, Joseph Cardinal Ritter desegregated St. Louis Catholic schools in 1947, seven years before the Supreme Court's Brown v. Board of Education decision. In recent years, St. Louis Catholics have organized marches to bring greater awareness to racism in our community, and Archbishop Carlson instructed pastors to preach on racism for the first Sunday of Lent this year. This special event with Bishop Murray is co-sponsored by the Archdiocese of St. Louis, the Aquinas Institute of Theology, Catholic Charities, Fontbonne University, St. Louis University, and the Jesuits of U.S. Central and Southern Province. Conversations about illness, death, and dying are never easy, but being prepared ensures your final wishes are followed. It is important for you and your loved ones to understand the Church's teachings on end-of-life decisions. Advanced planning prevents your family from having to make the most difficult of decisions. And to help address these issues, the Roman Catholic Foundation of Eastern Missouri is hosting a series of free seminars for people of all ages and life situations. 
There will be no solicitation at the events, and lunch will be provided. Topics include principles of Catholic bioethics, led by a priest theologian, advanced directives and estate planning, led by a Catholic estate attorney, charitable gift planning, led by a Roman Catholic Foundation planned giving expert, and funeral and cemetery planning, led by a priest or deacon. Upcoming dates for these seminars are Saturday, May 5th, 2018, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at St. Raphael Parish in South St. Louis, and Saturday, May 19th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Our Lady of Lourdes Parish in Washington, Missouri. You can visit the website of the Roman Catholic Foundation for more information about these seminars, and more will be planned in the near future. We have an important feast day coming up, and that's the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, which is on May 1st. Pope Pius XII instituted this feast in 1955 as a way to reclaim the notion of work from the communists who celebrated May Day on May 1st. So on the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker, May 1st, we remember Joseph as the model for the working person, not only men, but women as well, and how his example of work with the Holy Family should inspire all of us to do our work well and for the greater glory of God. So that's May 1st, the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. One. 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 Unos. Two. 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 Duos. Three. 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 Tres. One, two, three, four, five. Four. 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 Cuatro. Five. 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 Quinque. Quintessentials. 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 Five things you need to know. Five things you need to know. Five things you need to know. I'll give you five things you need to know. Yes, these are the five quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review, handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss. You can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things or in the paper dated April 23rd, 2018. One. 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 God is on my side. Joe Kenny shares the story of Sally, who walked through the doors of Queen of Peace Center June 19th, 2015, six months pregnant. She'd just been kicked out of a homeless shelter. The interviewer immediately noticed she was pregnant and on drugs. Queen of Peace Center helped her and has helped many other mothers struggling with drug addiction to get well and have healthy babies. Two. 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 Long forgotten bell. Leona Scharfenberg, age 94, donated a century-old school bell back to St. John's Gildahouse School after keeping it safe in her home for nearly 60 years. Dave Luking traced the unique backstory of its distinguishing crack back to St. John the Baptist School in Villa Ridge. And Dave will be with me shortly to discuss this very interesting story. Three. 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 Geography Bee. Jennifer Brinker introduces us to Jackson Cooper, a seventh grader at Christ the King School in University City, who is the Missouri State winner of the National Geographic Bee and will head to Washington, D.C. to compete with 53 other winners from across the United States. Four. 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 Honoring a rich history with the closure of Immaculate Conception Parish in St. Mary, parishioners remember the history and sacramental events held in the church's 144-year history. Dave Luking was at the final mass and has more in this week's paper. Five. 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 St. Louis FC Players Faith. St. Louis FC's Austin Martz is participating in a program that gives children from low-income families an opportunity to play at camps, clinics, and with a club team. He and others say faith is a guiding force for several St. Louis FC players who enjoy the soccer team's open, caring atmosphere. Joe Kenny has this story this week. 
There is a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org and follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast news update for this week. And we're going to get to my interview with Dave Luking about the bell and its unique backstory and the crack that developed in it. But that will be after we hear from Dave Baranowski in the Office of Stewardship. You know, as we're going throughout this year, we're going to learn about the precepts of the church and hear reflections on those. We are talking now about the precepts of the church to support the works of the church. And of course, it is the time for the annual Catholic appeal as well. And that is going on in parishes throughout the Archdiocese. Beginning this past weekend and going through May 6th, you can contribute in your parish or you can go to archstl.org ACA. Remember, no gift is too small or too large. And 100% of the funds raised goes to support the good works of the church in our community. Here's Dave Baranowski. One of the best tools that we found for people to be better stewards of their gift of treasure is to plan their giving on an annual basis. This is called giving from our first fruits. Unfortunately, many people give what's left over. In the Archdiocese of St. Louis, we've developed a tool called the Mad Catholic Giving Guide that lays out all the different opportunities for Catholics to give during a year. Uh, for more information, go to archstl.org backslash stewardship. If you're Catholic in St. Louis, we have the ability to give to our weekly offertory, the annual Catholic Appeal, which is going on right now, we have our second collections, we have any capital campaigns that go on, plus we have various community charities that we give to. The best way to give, look at your giving once a year and determine how much money I am able to give. What is that finite amount of money I'm able to give? Determine what that is. Determine what your income is and then what percentage. Multiply the percentage times your income. That'll give you a finite amount of money. Then over the year, look at how much you're going to give to your parish, to the annual Catholic appeal, to the second collections, to, the, to your capital campaigns, and then other charities, and then divide these out uh, within your household budgets of how you're going to support each of these. Remember, we are called to support all of these giving opportunities and not just one over the other. By planning our giving on an annual basis and building this into our monthly budgets, we can do just that and we can support all of the giving opportunities that the church asks us to do throughout the year. I bet you didn't know, but there is a bell here in Missouri with a crack in it. It's not the Liberty Bell, but it, uh, not nearly as famous, but uh, Dave Luking with the St. Louis Review did a little sleuthing and uncovered a rich history of a long-forgotten bell, uh, which um, rings in school's history. That's the, the headline of the story in the St. Louis Review, dated April 23rd through 29th. Long Forgotten Bell, Rings in Schools, Rich History by Dave Luking. Dave, thanks for coming in. Good. My pleasure. So uh, tell the, the story briefly about this bell and a little bit of the sleuthing you had to do to uncover this history. Yeah. Uh, well, Leona um, Stratman is her maiden name. Uh, Scharfenberg is her married name. But she's 95 years old, and she mentioned to her niece, uh, Laverne Schweppe, that she had this bell and she's had it for almost 60 years, since 1961, and her kids never played with it, and it was always in, her, in the house under glass, and, 
and, and it was in uh, her senior apartment uh, living uh, apartment as well on shelves. And she asked Laverne if the St. John the Baptist School, Gilda House, would want it back. And so Laverne just said, yeah, I think they would. <laughs> you know, it's pretty cool. So, and, and she gave it back to the school. They had a little ceremony for her birthday. For her birthday. It was a celebration of her 95th birthday. And uh, Laverne had, had taken care of it to clean it with the little steel wool metal cleaner and elbow grease and got it shining like new. And uh, lo and behold, it also had, a, had the crack in it, like, like the Liberty Bell. Um, and it, I was thinking, the, the legend is that Ben Stratman and Joe Lay were fighting over it and dropped it, and something happened to it, and that's how the crack happened. But it was like a myth or a legend. And so when I saw this story, it was initially in the uh, Washington, Missourian, I thought, I gotta try to find those two guys, you know, to, to tell me the story. And yeah, I, I did some internet searches and I found a Ben Stratman, like 38 years old. I thought, oh, maybe he's a son or something like that. Well, it wasn't any connection whatsoever. But uh, it turns out that uh, Leona is the bro is a sister of Ben. So Ben was born in 1910 and, and Joe Lay. So this had to happen like you know, 1920 or something like that, and uh, um, they're both de deceased. And but uh, Leona said, "Well, we we knew it from the family, and we just knew." And yeah. and it was funny when um, the, the reason she got the bell was that uh, a sister Anacita, who was a most precious precious blood sister, they had she had rung it for the last time because they moved into the new school, quote unquote new in 1961 and they didn't need it because they had electronic bells so they you know, she didn't have any use for it and gave it to Leona for safekeeping and and Leona kept it safe for more than 60 years away from her kids under glass and it was funny that Leona said that uh, when when sister had given her the bell just so happened that Ben Stratman and Joe Lay were at the school working on the in the cafeteria and so the sister asked, hey, I heard you guys were fighting over this bell. Uh, who broke it? And so neither one of them admitted it. They just said, like she said, in unison, they said, well, we know we both did it, but we don't know who exactly uh -huh. did it. And <laughs> It's we, an easy way out of the truth. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Leona laughed and, and, and said, well, that was fast thinking on those two guys' part because – you know, it's it was at the time, probably 40 years later or whatever. It was 1961, and they it broke about 1920, and they you know 40 years later they still kept the secret. So <laughs> you know, either they were equally responsible, or they really didn't know, or they knew but they didn't want to tell sister, or they just wanted to perpetuate the myth. Exactly, yeah, maybe that's exactly. <laughs> you know, it's a great story. That, uh, Bells like this, Leona was telling me that uh, I think uh, some of her grandchildren go to flea markets and whatnot mm -hmm. and found out that they have lots of bells like this, lots of old school bells, and they have no backstory to them or anything. They, can't, they don't even know probably what school it came from, where it was you know, wrong or whatever. But this, this bell has the, the, the little backstory to yeah. it. And it, the bell is now, like with Laverne uh, shining it up and cleaning it up, 
it's got a place of honor right inside the office. So it gives a connection, like uh, the principal Gary Menke said, a connection you know, between the old generation and the kids at school currently. So, and, and the people like Leona wanna come back to the school and they, they celebrate their birthdays. It happens not you know, all the time, but you know, semi-frequently and they wanna come back and do a birthday mass and, and all that uh, yeah. cool stuff. And they, they still have a connection to the school it's, and it's kind of special. Well, and for some people of a certain generation, myself included, you know, obviously bells, the sound of a bell yeah. is, is crucial to school and right, changing yeah. classes. But, you know, my generation never saw bells actually being rung. It was all electronic. Right. You know, you didn't have a nun walking down the hallway. All right, time to change class. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, exactly. The, so, so that is kind of a cool yeah. way to remember, you know, right. times past. And, and you, you know, you almost wish that schools these days, like, I went to school in the 70s, and we didn't have – you had the bell rang between classes and, you know, whatever. But it would be neat if, like, some of the smaller schools, if they just – whipped out a bell and, and rang it yeah and it would it would it would be cool yeah that would be cool so there's a hint for some of the small schools who there might be go. listening to this podcast <laughs> if you uh you want to save money and cut out the electric bells get somebody to <laughs> run walking down the hallway with the, exactly. with the bell. well that's cool so that's at st john gilda house uh if you want to go see that bell um and uh and read the story in the st louis review dated april 23rd through 29th um in uh by dave luking so check that out and uh you know, learn a little bit of history of uh, some of our smaller schools here. Exactly. In and I like the story about uh, Leona when she gave it back to the school. She, There was no chance that she was not going to ring it that day. And she said, it was my turn. Right. You know? Finally. <laughs> after cool. all these years. Any indication that she had run it before? Did she do that while it was in her you possession? Know, I don't think so because it was always it was under just, glass in her house. Yeah. And she kept it away from her kids. So she wouldn't have really had occasion to. Yeah. I don't think, but you well, know, maybe there's sometimes I want to ring a bell at my kids. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> she, you know, she took it out occasionally, yeah. you know, and, and rang it. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Very neat story, Dave. Uh, thanks for delving into that and sharing. Thank you. It was some, fun. Yeah. Thanks for sharing today. Yeah. Glad for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter, at archstl is our handle there, at archstl. And we're on Instagram, at catholicstl. And you should follow the St. Louis Review. They're on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram under the handle at St. Louis Review. That's St. Louis Review. The Catholic Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis. Catholic St. Louis.